commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may see things differently. But in the end, this is... Still, still love, love you, bro. bro. Well, another another podcast. Another week. In the books. Another, another podcast. Another <laughs> Another week, I was going to say like another Waller or something. I don't even know. Is that another day, work. another dollar. Another week, another Waller. There we go. That's that actually right. kind of sounds like it's supposed to be that way. Wallering in the mud. I don't know where we're going with this. Let's we're move on. Rolling in the deep. Is How, that what you're thinking? Is that a absolutely. Song? That's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. How's it going, Chris? Good. Great. You know, I'm good. I'm, I'm, it's glad to be back. Um, it's, it's been a challenging uh, last week for me. A lot of stuff going on with the family. Um, a lot of stuff going on in life, but you know, that's just, that, that's what our listeners go through too. I mean, that's just, yep. that's kind of part of living today. Uh, and our listeners would be excited to know that Chloe is back. Uh, I do not have to deliver pop culture today, so <laughs> they will be excited. However, she does not have the intro that I had last week. Did you have a really good intro last week? I did. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I can't wait to listen to it. I did. He, he's going to have to do it for you, um, this time, right? Yeah, I'll, right, I'll do it for Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Perfect. I'll play it for there you. we go. I'm quite excited. So... Oh boy, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Um, last week that is, because this is currently Monday when it's being recorded, so it's just getting started. Um, yeah, just uh, solving problems and moving on, trying to get things organized. So absolutely, holidays it- are coming up too, aren't they? Pretty soon, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Halloween. You forgot about Halloween. I did. Yeah, don't. <laughs> that's my favorite time of the year. It's Halloween. <laughs> it is fun. Um, hey, we get to decorate a house. That's that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about. Decorating my house for the first time well, for Halloween. Your homeownership just changes everything because yep. you now have a lot of holidays that you got to do. Because as soon as you finish taking down like Halloween decorations, you have to start cooking Thanksgiving because you have to have your first Thanksgiving in your house. And then you have to start decorating for Christmas if you do Christmas. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. And then put some blue and white stuff up for Hanukkah just because you got some friends that do Hanukkah, right? Of course. And then, you know, the New Year celebration, you need to have some... Uh, what is that mistletoe hanging up? Because you got to have a New Year party, right? And then, then you're starting over. So you've just got a lot of stuff coming. Yep. To celebrate in yep. your new home. Yay. I can't wait to make it look spooky. I've already ordered those uh, light bulbs that look like flames that we're going to put outside. Nice. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So. And and I know you. You're going to have a, an app on your phone where you can hit it and like your the whole house goes dark. Already and, like, way ahead of flashes. you. <laughs> the front door opens and starts slamming. Special Halloween spooky mode of the whole house. <laughs> Screams start coming from the bed. Oh, no, that's yes. Chloe. <laughs> Why is the lights going yeah. on? <laughs> That'll be me. Although I will say I did, I did get a pillow for our couch that says happy fall y'all so i am nice. now a southern wow. she's homeowner. officially a tennessean i actually am today i went to the dmv and i am officially a tennessean today so welcome to tennessee thank yeah. you that's a, that was an old um uh tourism song come to tennessee we're playing your song oh, oh. that's kind of cool yeah, yeah. music i'm not city. gonna sing it in the podcast but that's okay yeah. that's you know and you could really to add to the effect like you should hit a button the lights dim like red lights turn on, your couch shakes and then takes you outside, like just throws you in the front yard. I mean, go all out. Yeah. I, I've already ordered the uh, hydraulic um, accelerators to put under the couch. So it'll be great. <laughs> uh, it's going to be only a one season show. Right there. I am not amused. <laughs> so Chris, what do you got for so, us? Do you have anything? Yeah, I do. This, um, you know, this is really sad. I have a lot of family from Colorado and, uh, and I think about them a lot when I see news because there's, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in Colorado, starting with Columbine. But um, if you recall, a uh, a supermarket 
um, had an incident if, uh, not that long ago, a supermarket shooter um, wreaked havoc. It was a King Supers in Boulder um, not too long ago. And um, they just found that the, the suspect was not competent to stand trial. Oh, no way. Yeah, and that's uh, that's very, very hard to hear for the family and friends of, of the victims and, and the injured. Um, so there will basically be no justice here because, it's, yeah, man. Yeah, it's looking that way. Now, they have, um, they have asked for and then granted a second evaluation, um, but who knows how that's going to go. I mean, it's just, it's really sad. I mean, you want... You want that justice, you know, the the, the friends and family deserve it, and well, uh, it's, it's not looking good. I understand why those provisions are in place. Um, you know, they are to protect um, those who have mental disabilities and problems where they are not, they're not able to function um, in the way that a normal human being would be expected to. Um, however, everyone, regardless of their disability, should be held to the standard of law, Um you know, there, there's a reason why we have judges and we don't just um, have computers decide everything for us. Um, however, uh, there are instances where things are so egregious and um, uh, terrible that the law needs to be applied anyway. I think it's one of those cases. I mean, if, if, if a mentally um, handicapped person went and killed a bunch of people, like in this case, if he's actually mentally handicapped... Um, he still needs to receive justice just like a, a regular person who knew what they were doing. And that's my opinion. You know, maybe that's not something that's commonly expressed, but I feel like that, at least for the justice for those who died, that needs to happen. But if the suspect is truly not mentally competent, you know, he, he may not understand what he did. He may not understand the punishment, but you've still, you've got 10 people died. Yep. And so you have a lot of people who are not going to understand um, why there's there's no justice involved, and so that goes a, in that goes into a bigger issue in this country. We really don't have the infrastructure um, for uh, handling those who are dangerous and uh, and mentally ill. Um, you know, we obviously uh, the asylums that we used to have were not very good places at all, and that was the reason they were taken away. Um, but now it's a different time. I feel like we need to be building out our infrastructure of um, housing and and um, containing those who are dangerous um, in, in as far as their mental di- uh, disabilities. Uh, we have some places that do that, but getting into those places is difficult. And um, based on the industry I used to work in, I have some firsthand uh, ex- encounters with uh, folks that are like that, where uh, some of these places, if they are too violent or too dangerous, they just will refuse to take them. And these people eventually end up in, on the street or in and out of a hospital because their family can't control them, and you know, there needs to be a there needs to be more infrastructure in regards to um, uh, handling those who are in that state in that in that middle ground. They're not just mentally disabled where they can be handled, but they're actually a danger to uh, themselves and others. And there's not a lot of places out there that will take that just because of the whole liability. Um, yeah. of handling that. And I won't deny our, our mental health system is broken and that that's definitely a whole episode, but I'm going to say this, um, you know, for, for my friends in Colorado, um, one of the former, former federal public defenders added, uh, quote, there will be many bites at this apple until he's ruled competent to stand trial. So it sounds like they are going to fight until, uh, they're able to prosecute it, which tells me that they are pissed off and they're going to want it to happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, looking contrast, um, 
prior to that, James Holmes, um, who was the Aurora movie theater shooter uh, back in 2012, he was found competent um, after a very long legal battle. Right. Um, but also prior to that, in uh, 2015, uh, Robert Louis Deere, um, who killed three people at a Planned Parenthood, um, was found mentally incompetent, and he's still in custody. Hmm. So it's a huge contrast of of what's going on there. But you know, you're, he's he's found mentally incompetent. He's still in prison, right? Right, and he's still waiting trial. So in effect, he's being punished. He may not be getting the the death penalty that I'm sure right. the friends of and family of the victims want. But you know, he, he's incarcerated. Um, I don't know what kind of life he had before that, but there are people in certain situations where prison is probably a better life than they had. And I don't know, you know, yeah. uh, Robert Louis Deere's situation, but, um, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. There's definitely some folks that have a better life, you know, three hots in a cot in prison than um, what they would have outside. And, you know, that's just the sad reality of our modern day. Um, you know, we could probably go on for a while talking about this, but... So is yeah. that is that what we had on your end for the day, or do we have anything extra? Oh, no, go go right ahead. You, uh, I believe you have something. Um, it's something not really big. big. It's 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 a little little thing. It uh, somehow we always get on vaccine stuff, but um, so this is actually um, you may have heard about Southwest Airlines. They're they are going to be requiring all their employees to be vaccinated. Hold on, but they are like. They're not flying right now. No. Well, yeah, th- this is going into that. So, okay, good, because something's going on. Southwest Airlines, um, uh, they they obviously handed down a policy that is going to mandate all of their employees get vaccinated. Um, before. But this is not the first airline that's done this, though, right? No, it's not. Um, and a couple have done this. And so far, now I will say this because I have inside information um, and I can't disclose my source. But there have been some airlines that have done this. And they had like a, like a, they had like thirty percent of their employees that were unvaccinated. They said that they were going to fire them all, um, and then like a few weeks later, they came out and said that ninety nine percent of the employees were vaccinated. But I have on good information that a lot of those employees did not get vaccinated, um, and they bend the rules a little probably bit, probably just to keep them make some exceptions. They don't have any power in that case. If you're talking about an industry that has a huge, unprecedented shortage of pilots right now, if your pilots just flat out say no. Uh, and thirty percent of your pilots are about to be gone. You stand to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Um. So, I think a lot of the rules are being bent uh, in the airline industry. And you know what? I'm all for that, honestly, because I think that any company mandating that you should have a medical treatment done to you or you're fired is a terrible violation of of any American's rights. And that's no. And, sh- I mean, that should be no shock to our listeners. We know that that's yeah. your stance. Yeah. And and that's your. But we'll go back into Southwest. So, um. They they uh, they implemented this uh, this policy, and uh, the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association, so the union um, for the pilots at Southwest Airlines, filed a lawsuit uh, to block um, the uh, coronavirus vaccination mandate, um, not just from Southwest, but the federal mandate itself, because they're going up. They're going, hey, well, you know, we don't think this is right. So, uh, and they're doing that not necessarily on the grounds that it's not constitutional or it violates rights or anything like that, but they're doing it on the grounds of um, uh, they, uh, that Southwest has a, as a, um, a contractual obligation to negotiate policy changes that are this big. And this would um, qualify as one of the things that they need to negotiate. And obviously Southwest did not negotiate um, this policy change. 
Um, and you know, this goes back to the whole federal mandate right now about how companies over a hundred and or who do business with the federal government have to mandate vaccines. It's it's here or there whether or not that um, mandate actually does anything. Like right now, it has no force of law whatsoever. It's just in the books, but there's no there's no enforcing happening. Um, we will see whether or not that actually gets there. Um, but right now, Southwest is uh, they're going to be in a legal battle with their union. Um, and there was a lot of rumors, and we'll go back to the story right now about um, Southwest having tons and tons of trouble um, actually flying people. There's been huge um, uh, problems at Southwest uh, today, and uh, was it how was it yesterday too? Yeah, some over the weekend, like yeah. they're a lot of flights out of Nashville and they're blaming it on the weather and, and, um, air traffic control. Yeah. They've canceled over a thousand flights and they're denying that it has something to do with, um, the mandate or it has something to do with their employees, um, filing that lawsuit. And I was kind of skeptical of that at first. However, the airline, um, uh, the airline, uh, uh, union, I believe they actually came out and said that that's not us. They came out and said, no, 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 we have nothing to do with, um, there's no sick out, there's no strike, there's no anything like that. Um, so obviously, uh, and, and then what's funny, the union also said that it was solely due to improper management uh, by uh, improper um, handling of, of issues by upper management. Like the union went out and kind of punched Southwest a little bit, but they also actually said, hey, it's not because of, you know, we're not telling the pilots to walk out because of the mandate. I'm not. I'm not so sure that won't happen. You know, I'm pretty sure that if they continue to to enforce this mandate, the pilots' union will definitely stage a walkout of some sort. Um, but at the same time, at but this how point, how is that causing flights to be canceled? The, the it's not the mandate. It's no. not. Oh, but you're asking what's happening? What is causing actually the flights to be canceled? So it's not really sure. Um, there's. Um, it says that they blame um, it on air traffic been, control, but air traffic control controls other airlines, and they're not being canceled. And the federal government actually came out and said that it is nothing to do with um, air traffic control um, issues. Okay, and that's that's so that's, that's the lie. White House saying that right now. But here's the here's the thing: we're we have this weird triangle right now. We have the White House they're them saying that it's not air traffic control problems. Right, you've got. Southwest saying that it is air traffic control, but it's also due with a bunch of weather that has displaced aircraft and crews, and that's what's happening. But that doesn't just happen. They plan for that. Like That's that's something that airlines know happens, and they plan for it. So what weather system has come through that you can think of that would have caused that kind of disruption, and why is it only happening to Southwest? Yeah. And then, obviously, you've got the union who just came out and said they're suing Southwest and the federal government for this. They're saying they're not doing a strike. But who's to say the employees aren't doing it themselves? You know, who's to say the employees haven't just a lot of them haven't just walked out after knowing that they're going to have to take the vaccine? I know several um, pilots that have told me if they if their companies end up doing that, which they ended up doing, uh, they would just threaten to leave. You know, they put their two weeks in because you know they don't they don't need that company at that point. At least the ones that I've talked to, they're not hurting for cash, and the reason they're still in a pilot capacity is because. Um, uh, they need pilots in those um, companies. So it's really hard to say. And Senator Ted Cruz um, has come out and, and uh, he's said <laughs> he said that this is um, this is uh, a, a product of Joe Biden's illegal vaccine mandate um, because 
uh, all of a sudden, we're short on pilots and air traffic controllers. So there's another thought. That mandate that went out applied to the federal government as well, who employs all air traffic controllers. So all of a sudden, maybe we had a bunch of air traffic controllers who lost their jobs because they did not have the vaccine and they refused to get it. But then, but air traffic controllers don't just control Southwest. No, they control every flight. Exactly. So why is Delta So it's weird, it's weird that it's happening. Something it's just the Southwest. I yeah. smell something fishy. It's all kinds of strange. You know what it is? It's my socks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the president of Southwest and um, the, uh, what is the CEO of Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Zucker, they got together and said, look, what do you think people do if we just cancel ourselves for a few hours? Because he pulled the plug on Facebook and Instagram for a few hours, right? See yeah. what people think yeah. about that. I think Southwest, like, let's just cancel some flights. You know, I never thought really... of it that way. We didn't really talk about that. Do yet, you miss we? me? I mean, that's what they're thinking. Southwest is like, let's shut down some air flights. Do you miss me now? Well, here's I, the... that's I just I made that up. You know, that's absurd. <laughs> but you know, it'd be funny to think you, if you've got that much power, like to just flip it off for a minute and be like, do you miss me now? Well, you have to remember that they're also losing tons and tons of money. Sure. When that happens. And I don't necessarily think that they would do that on purpose, just to make a point. Uh, it's possible. I mean, I'm sure more diabolical things have been done. Um, maybe they would consider that an investment instead of a loss. Well, there's got to be a reason, because not only are they losing money on these flights, but they're having to you know, make provisions for people who are stuck. Yeah. So, I mean, this is costing a lot of money. So, yeah, I don't believe that they did it on purpose. You know, but it, it's something's going on that they're losing this money. And this is weird to me that the unions come out and say that it's not us and we're not doing it. And that, that's very strange because I, that was my first thought is, okay, well, they are just now suing. Obviously, the unions are staging some sort of walkout because Southwest dropped an, a policy they don't agree with. I'm not really sure. It's very strange. Maybe it's Southwest CEO, fighting the union. The CEO themselves said that um, that there, there are some new weather in parts of our system and it, uh, operation has vastly improved from the weekend with a much smaller number of number of cancellations linked to our weekend recovery efforts. You have incidents like this and it takes some goodwill out of our banks. So essentially he's talking about how there was a large system that messed up a lot of their logistics over the weekend and it was not managed very well at all. The crews were not redistributed the way they should. Mm. And that caused a bunch of issues. It displaced a bunch of crews. Um, and now they're slowly solving the issue, which it's not like that hasn't happened before. That happened to Delta not too long ago. Um, and, but I don't, I don't know that a lot of, a lot of people are coming out and saying that it is this or it is that it doesn't seem like it's one sole issue. Yeah. It's partly the pilot shortage. Yeah. It's probably partly a bunch of air traffic controllers that got fired. Um, and it's just compounding issues. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of, um, a lot of bunch of crazy things because the CEO did specifically mention air traffic control issues in Florida. So I don't know. It's, it's strange, but um, I think it's, to me, it's interesting because I really, I want to see where this lawsuit goes because obviously, you know, my opinion about the, the company mandates and the federal mandate, it's going to go um, to the Supreme court, I believe, because it's someone suing the federal government. So if the Supreme court takes up this case, we're going to have a big decision made about whether or not the federal government can mandate medical treatment for the citizens of the United States. Um, and that's going to be a big landmark case if it goes up. It'll be something to watch. Yep, absolutely. And I, I do have one more thing that I know you're going to absolutely love Uh-oh. to hear. Okay. Yes. 
In Fulton County, Georgia, the election director fired two employees because they were accused of shredding paper voter registration applications. Uh, Richard Barron, who is the uh, elections director, said that 300 applications related to municipal elections were shredded within the last two weeks. For Um, what reasons? uh, Election workers spotted the two employees shredding applications and alerted their supervisors. Um, I don't know, but you know, there is some truth to some elections tampering there. You don't just shred applications, you reject them and send them back, right? Like, Like, hey, this is why you didn't... It didn't work. You got to send us this or whatever. That's yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that's no, this is, we've never really talked about the voter fraud stuff or anything like that. I think no. we just it's this been is too, not tied to the the actual yeah, presidential it's, election. It's been but, too big of a bucket to to jump into. I think but, right. But I just I, th- I found it funny that after all that stuff about the election, then now here we are in in like municipal elections. They're like, hey, we we saw somebody shredding, well, <laughs> and we we fired. Here's them. what bugs me. Um, it really bugs me that, and we'll go back to the presidential election here. During that whole process, uh, the Democrats were saying things like, this is the most secure election that we've ever had. This is, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Anyone wanting to investigate it is treasonous and they're an enemy to democracy and all that. That's just complete BS to me. Uh, assuming something is secure, Chris, you know this, is a bad thing, right? You don't just assume your servers are secure or assume your computer. So this is the most secure, secure computer that ever has been secured. That that just that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. And and the fact that that was such a contentious election amplifies the opportunity for people to do bad things. And you know what? I'm some of the investigations, all of them, I think, came out, and there's not really been that big of a change in the results. Whatever, I'm fine with that. I was just for investigating everything. Why not? It's it was the most probably the most controversial election in American history, aside only to uh, the 2016 election, which put Donald Trump in power. Um, why not scrutinize it like never before? And what's hilarious is that we went from the 2016 election where Democrats they they investigated Donald Trump, they put him on trial in Congress for colluding with the Russians in order to uh, improve his election results. Um, and they were scrutinizing every possible thing they could about the election results when 2016 happened. As soon as we get to 2020, uh, no, 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 elections are super secure. They're they're the most we have the most secure elections in the world. You know, it's 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 all ridiculousness. And um, yeah, that's I think I can talk more about that all day, but um, I would rather not. Uh, get I beat it. China all the time. I bet he does. I uh, knew you were gonna play it. I do too. I do too. Um, we've that got several excited sets me. We got several sets of China that I just throw against the wall every once in a while. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it means this is time for Chloe. Yeah. Update. You know, let's unplug from the news and politics, and uh, let's move over into Chloe. The oh. news and multiple blood sucking creatures. Dun, 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 dun. It's pop culture with Chloe. Wow. That was special. I like it. I feel so honored and special. It is a disaster. Yes, it I is. I was not a disaster. You did a good job. Thank you. Okay, well, hey, welcome to Pop Culture. What's up, guys? How's it going? No, we're still here. I, I did a great stand-in for you last week. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so, um, we're going to talk about... Uh, I'll talk about Gabby Petito and that whole case really quickly because there really hasn't been a lot of updates. Um, I believe you talked about how Dog the Bounty Hunter found the monster can 
Um, he has said that that is Brian Laundry's, but there hasn't been anything to like confirm that a hundred percent. Uh, when we did sit down to, to start this podcast, uh, I did get a Fox news alert that, um, that, uh, the autopsy report for Gabby Petito will be, uh, revealed tomorrow. Ooh, so really? we will find out her cause of death. Tomorrow. We need to like put a update at the end of the podcast. Yeah, uh, about that, and we'll post it on social media. Uh, let's go ahead and make wagers because we're recording this prior. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say strangulation. Yeah, I'm going to say. No, wait. Is it strangulation with hands or with an object? Uh, it's just strangulation in strangulation, general. Strangulation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he. I think he probably got into an argument with her just based on on what I've heard. Uh, I think he probably got into an argument with her and strangled her and then was like, oh, no, I've done something major. And then his went crazy trying to cover it up and then get out of it. That's my guess. This is such a morbid conversation, but I'm going to say um, blunt force trauma to the head. Um, that's what I'm thinking. So. I was thinking either that or it's going to be uh, from a knife because he was yeah. an outdoorsman. So yeah. he would have had like a knife, a yeah. knife with him. Perhaps. So um, Brian's dad has now joined the search for Brian. This is very strange um, because it's like, you know, three weeks after his son went missing. That reminds me of this news article I saw overseas where this guy joined in on this massive manhunt. And it was for himself. And it was for himself. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen that. Yeah. So, and Jess and I were talking about it a couple days ago. And I just said, you know, we don't have children. We have a cat, but we don't have children. And I said, you know, if I went missing, would you wait two weeks after I was missing to join that search party to look for me. And he responded, no, like I would be in there the second that it started. And so it just seems very suspicious to me that the dad waited like three weeks, almost a month after his son has disappeared to go join the search party. You know, that's, and that's a tough one because there's a lot of emotions going on because a father's probably instinct is not wanting to admit that your son may have had anything to do with this. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he wants to be hands off and I'm I'm not going to get involved with this. And maybe as time passed, he thought, well, maybe, you know, because of the optics, maybe I should. I mean, you can't speculate what's going through his mind because it's, it would be very difficult. But um, yeah, who knows? That's an, it definitely makes it look suspicious. Yes. And I'm kind of on the same like a boat as you, Chris, because um, I feel like the family of this guy has gotten, as they've been really, really hammered this whole freaking time. And I kind of feel bad for him because they didn't, if, if he killed the girl, they didn't kill the girl. They're just doing what any mother and father would do in protecting their child, no matter what. I mean, uh, it's hard for me to think about what I would do in that situation because I don't have a child, but I mean, I know, you know, if I, I, I know that, um, I don't, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to think of think about my mom will do the same thing for me, but if I'd professed my innocence, surely, uh, she probably would be smart and say, well, you should just turn yourself in if you're innocent, you know, but, um, who knows? Not everyone is smart is one thing that I've learned over the years. I'm just going to be the one person on this podcast who believes that the parents know everything. And, um, I look at the parents and, it's very suspicious that it it has been confirmed that after the fight um, that was documented by the police body cam footage uh, that Brian went back with his dad to go clean out a storage container that contained his and Gabby's belongings. Um, that's very strange to me that he flew all the way back home, um, even if they did have an argument, but the fact that they cleaned out her stuff as well. Um, and then also just the fact that like... Um, there, I don't remember if we talked about this, the last update that I gave, 
Um, but the park that they were, um, that dog, the bounty hunter was looking for him in, um, they have a very, um, so they have a security system at the front. So when you check in, you have to check in with how many people you have in your vehicle. There's a camera. It can see, you know, if there's a person in tinted windows in the back, it can still see, um, the outline of that person. And when they went into this park, there were three people in the vehicle. And when they left, there were two. This was around the time that Brian disappeared. Which, if that's true, that's pretty big evidence. And so damning evidence. That's mm-hmm. what I've that that is something that we've heard, and that's something that don't lie. that dog, the bounty hunter, has like confirmed that that happened, and so has his sister. His sister drove separately with her husband and their kids because they didn't stay the night. They came back, but she said that she was like, I don't know. Three of them went in. Only two of them came out. I just the the main reason I'm following this now is because is because Dog the Bounty Hunter is involved. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, this is so awesome. I mean, if he finds him, that's gonna be amazing. My favorite part is when so I work with these two guys at work who are like college age, so they're like twenty and twenty one. And we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago and they're like, Wait, is Dog the Bounty Hunter like a real person? I'm like, Yeah, like He's like a real bounty hunter. <laughs> he's not hunter. just a character. And he's yeah. like, wait, I, oh, I thought the TV show. show was fake. And I was yeah. like, no, like no. it's real. I'm sure a lot of it was faked and, you know, it's just how it is. But um, right he's a real now, person. no, no, it's, this is real. So but that's no, actually I also, what he did. I also saw an article where some of his family has um, kind of gotten onto him and made a big deal saying, look, you quit dog because you're just looking for publicity. I think it was his daughter. Um, and I feel like that's possible because like, that's the first thing I said, I think, when I heard that he was on the case. I was like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, he's doing it for the views. But at the same time, maybe not. Maybe he's, maybe he just wanted to Here's do it. Here's the thing. He's a professional yeah. bounty hunter. Here's the I mean, thing. So let the man do his thing. Literally for two weeks, the FBI, CIA, like all these big people are searching this one area. And he goes, he's not in there. And they go, what? And he goes and searches this other area and he's found all this proof that he's in there. Not just the monster can. He's found other proof as well. What did you tell me about the monster can having DNA on it that was matched? They were going to gonna see if it had DNA. Okay, they were going to see. They it. did not. But here's confirm. the problem with that: they don't, probably don't have his DNA unless they found it on the body. So that what they could do is they could match DNA on the maybe can his to, to DNA on the body. Yeah, if oh, they have anything true. like that. Well, they did get a search warrant for the house. So yeah. So then maybe they do have his DNA. So that and the van. So his personal stuff was in there too. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Exciting TV and film news. I just found out the other day that our favorite pandemic show, Tiger King, is getting a season two. I saw that and I almost forgot about it until you just brought it up right now. Wait, so they filmed more stuff? So it is getting more into the investigation of the missing, uh, Carol Baskin's missing uh, husband. husband. But this and is also footage that they took during the first one that didn't make it, right? They've added more Some footage. of it, and then it's also, they have had interviews with Joe Exotic from prison. Like, it's a continuation. It is not just old footage, and we're gotcha. going to talk about it. it I've still got to watch the con- first season, because I never ever Yeah, you're the only that. one who didn't. Apparently, I'm the only one in the world who's never seen it. Yeah, he's also never seen Stranger Things, either. So. I have seen parts of it, I just never got into it. That and Harry Potter. Yeah. So and and Joe Exotic has recently gotten divorced. I understand from prison. So huh? it's going to be an, he got divorced. I did not know that. It, yeah. Okay. Wow, look Chris, at look at you. You're Good turning job. into the pop culture. I get a wheels. lot of news pop ups. I did yeah. not know that. I don't know why. That like, doesn't surprise I've, me. I mean, I'm subscribed to like World News. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you just I get, get some Joe of the Exotic. Stra- yeah, like divorces I guess husband. For some reason, now <laughs> Tiger King is World News because it it tells me. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, I, that doesn't shock me because Joe Exotic is like 50 years old and then his husband was like 20 something years yeah, old. Late 20s. So, yeah. That's yeah, just that was crazy. That whole situation. That yeah. whole show was just crazy. Yeah. So, but and, it captivated people. Like, yeah. I am amazed how oh, yeah. captivate. And what is it? People, they just don't have enough drama in their own life or well, something. Well, it was right that, when the pandemic, like when the lockdown started. So we really didn't have like maybe. anything else to do. And so that's why everybody watched Tiger King because it was this crazy dude who like, I don't even know how to describe Joe He's Exotic. eccentric, I guess. He's amazing. I mean, He's put great. Carol Basket on the map. Yeah, right. that's true. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh my it's gosh. me, Carol. That <laughs> then she Carol got on, then she got on Dancing with the Stars, and she was awful. No. And then yeah, <laughs> and they kept her on for like three episodes just because people liked uh, to see oh, Carol. But the ratings went out the roof. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure they thought it was hilarious. I think that was a gag. You know, I, that's hilarious. They always do that on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in other uh, Netflix news, because that's also a Netflix show, um, have you heard of this new show called Squid Game? I we uh yes Eric and I watched it. We have not so don't oh, spoil it. Oh my god, I am not going to spoil it for you. But the first couple episodes, it starts really slow. But it, let me tell you, the the Koreans are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get over the fact that the voices don't match the faces, and the faces are kind of strange. But the plot is amazing. It is the most captivating thing I've and I loved Money Heist. Or, and if you haven't watched mm-hmm. Money Heist, you that will suck you in. That has been my all time favorite until Squid Game. It's crazy. It's out there. It's mm. eccentric. But I, after I made it through the first couple episodes, when it finally things started happening, we could not stop. So really? we have finally, over a couple nights, we have finished it. And I'll, I'll say this. I don't want to ruin it for you or my listeners, our listeners, but the the ending, you will love it and you will hate it. Mm. Well, there is a season two. Thank goodness. Just letting they better you know. fix it. <laughs> uh, but also, they are actually getting sued what? The show is getting sued by, whom? by a South Korean internet provider because they have uh, filed a lawsuit against the streamer to cover costs of increased traffic and maintenance oh after gosh. a surge in traffic. Then yeah. they do that this for This is the whole freaking uh what was it that's the That's how the internet yeah. works. But did you did well, you Well, they hear? do well before you sorry, okay. before you sorry, start. Go ahead, yeah. They do that for um they charge Facebook and Instagram and all these other very popular online sources. They charge those companies for that and yeah. so now that squid game is popular and they are losing money on their internet and they're not making any money from netflix they feel that netflix should owe them money. well this is, Just the dumb, like, this is the exact freaking same problem that caused the u.s government to intervene and create freaking net neutrality one of the worst things to ever happen in the internet in All my right. opinion so first off jesse has backed away from the desk about six <laughs> inches so this is a hot topic the desk has oh been my gosh hit by fist this but was the se- do you korea remember net neutrality though. i mean yeah yeah i do yeah korea is different i mean what i guess what they're saying this isp is that they're they buy the data in bulk and when so many people start streaming, I guess it's costing them more to provide that platform but to their the, users. Here's but the thing. Just cut it off. I don't understand these guys. Just Over cut just, it off. I, like, why in the well, world stop. are you providing... We're in pop culture. I, well, yeah, but let me go. Let me go. <laughs> why in the world are you providing extra service and then going in a lawsuit afterwards to try to recover the cost? Just cut off the bandwidth. That's what that's what needed. That's what happened to Netflix the first win. time. 
It yep. doesn't mean that they'll I win. I know, but this that's what happened to Netflix the first time. That's what caused the whole net neutrality fiasco and, and all that. And now companies are afraid to cut it off because then they're going to have lit legislation in their country to do it. So that, I don't know. It's it's all messed Not up. Not in Korea. I mean, freaking net neutrality all messed everything. Well, you know, try that and. and Never mind. You know, <laughs> we all know that no one in North Korea is watching it. So yeah, it's, try it's, that in North Korea. I mean, I was trying <laughs> so to. So I would that. like to. I would like to say, um, and no offense by any listeners in North Korea or from North Korea in that statement. Just wanted to clarify that. I don't know if we have a North <laughs> Korean reach for this. North no, I'm just <laughs> saying if there are people in our country from Kim, North Kim, Korea, if okay. you're listening, <laughs> Kim um, Kardashian, don't. Uh, we, we don't want to <laughs> offend you, Kim. You know which Kim I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, what I would like to say as a film and photography and arts person is um, it's amazing to see foreign films and TV finally kind of getting the recognition that they need a lot. There are a lot of films out there that a lot of people will not watch because there are subtitles at the bottom of it and you don't want to sit there and read and watch at the same time. I will say I was that person for a long time in my younger life because it just was very difficult for me to try and read and watch at the same time. Um, but, la- you know, last year we had Parasite, which was also a Korean film that won uh, the- for Best Picture at the Oscars. And now we have Squid Game, which is the number one show in the world right now. Well, so- this is so cool to me because forever, ever since I've been alive, it has been American movies translated and overdubbed and sent to other countries. Like, you can watch... 50 different languages in Star Wars and some some of them are fine some of them are not and and I was thinking that the other day I was watching like um parts of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith in different languages like the the Palpatine scene or something like that where um where he says my little green friend and it's funny in different languages because you can see how it translates and the way the act voice actors do that and I I was thinking like man how do these how do these countries like watch movies like this like I would almost want to learn because you miss so much um, in the, in the uh, dub of the the actor's true intent, because uh, it changes when different people do it. But I, I the reason I was saying that was because I think it's really fascinating that other countries are now finally making good and and co- good content that can be ab- absorbed by the whole world. You know, South Korea is going to become a competitor to Hollywood, which is a great thing. I think well, but more competition is great. And you know, also first off, k- kudos to to South Korea number one because it's brilliantly written. Mm-hmm. The studio it in has, South Korea, that specifically, yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 amazing. The plot is is awesome. Uh, the the graphics, the the set is it's it's it just, also it's took, brilliant. It took him ten years to get it approved. Too, I can see that. And but if you ever if you have a second, go to the IMDb and look at some of the um, the Korean actors that are in it. They they have done a lot of films, and that's what's interesting. Like you, to to your point, there's not a lot of there. There's some of those Korean actors have been in a lot of films. That we don't see in America. Mm-hmm. Some of them looked really interesting. So what was it that finally tipped the hat that brought this one film to like to stardom? Because some of the actors have just been, um, you know, busy their entire lives. One of the one of the key actors in um, Squid Game has been busy his entire life in Korea doing films, and all of a sudden now like he's on the map, uh, and, and rightly so. Like it's 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 brilliant. But take yep. a minute to look at that IMDb at some of these actors. It's, it's insane. Really fascinating to me. Very very cool. I want to go watch it again now. <laughs> I found this kind of pop culture quiz, but I thought it's news for this week, so I will share it and not ask you quiz questions because <sighs> we'll have another quiz here in a minute that you okay, will good. love. Um, so Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's the famous Broadway musical mm-hmm. writer, he did Phantom of the Opera, Cats, and the reason I bring up Cats is because that's what we're going to talk about. Apparently, um, after the failure 
of the Cats movie. Yes, um, it which was, was bad. terrible. It's horrible. Um, he decided uh, that he was really upset about that, and so he bought himself uh, a puppy because he didn't want to deal with cats anymore. This is Everybody legit. should get a puppy instead of a cat. We're all the laughing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Andrew, we're just laughing hysterically. Like we I said that because stop. I know you're cat people. But. I'm I'm not fully a cat person. I like my cat because she kind of, she doesn't act like a cat. She just follows us around. I like my cat because I don't have a cat. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I've, I've watched several breakdowns about why that movie is terrible. It's really interesting. It's almost like they took the whole point of this pointless um, musical. musical. Yeah. And made it even more pointless and Worse. and hysterical, like with Jason Deluro. hysterical, like it was so bad. And they were like, and some of the parts were musically bad. Like the whole reason Cats the musical was a popular musical was because of the music. No, like, there is no plot. There is a plot, but it's pointless. <laughs> it's so it's it. If you just looked at the Cats musical for the plot, it would be terrible. But the music is what makes it amazing, yep. and they ruin that too. Um, very specific ones. They ruined it. They did like change up the beat. They changed up the pacing. The actors just walked right all over the the actual meaning of the music. And I could go on all day. It's just I was yeah. just disappointed Look it up on that YouTube. whenever Jason Deluro would start singing, he didn't start with Jason Deluro because he does that for every song. In the beginning what? of every Jason Deluro song, you'll hear him go Jason Deluro. What? Yeah, did you not know that? No, I don't even. Yeah, know he's that definitely. Is. Oh my goodness! Sorry. The the um. Is it Jason Derulo. Delurio, yeah. It's Derulo. too hard to breathe. That one. Too hard to breathe. That's I don't know. Like, um, no, that's like you that's with my, Jordan Sparks. That's Jason Derulo or something. It's I think we're talking about the same person. It's the Maybe. in my bed head I see you all over me in my head. Do, 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 oh, do, do, do. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. My head. Yeah. It'll be anyway. Okay, okay so we're gonna da, da, da. no. Oh, that's just that's dance. Just dance. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is writing mix ups. So mashes up. In my head. Yeah, that was a mashup. I must be seeing. So, um, <laughs> Dakota Johnson, um, who is the famous star of Fifty Shades of Grey, she's also a very good actress in other things, but that's her most notable role. Um, revealed this weekend that her neighbor is Jimmy Kimmel, and that she loves having Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel as her neighbor. But then that must reveals be interesting. reveals that her her other neighbor is Ellen DeGeneres, who she does not <laughs> like at all. So <laughs> because Ellen did not invite her to her birthday party oh, <laughs> like two years ago, is a I've big heard deal. Ellen is not very nice outside of her show. I have also heard that. Um, yeah. Um. In Marvel news, there has been um reportedly. A new spinoff coming of Agatha Harkness from WandaVision. That'll be interesting. She was a good actor in WandaVision. So. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, Adele has revealed that her next album, which is coming out this year, will be dealing with her divorce and explaining her divorce to her child when they are older. Ooh. I'm quite Adele is very this. is a very good singer. She's also lost a ton of weight. She's a great storyteller in her song, so I think that'll be really cool. And our producer was singing Adele into our ears earlier. Yes, that trying to distract us. Um, next Netflix news, more Netflix news. There has been another spinoff created off of uh, that '70s show. No way! It's going to be that '90s show. Is it any good? Do we know? It's not. It hasn't come out yet. <sighs> but there are two key actors from the original series that are coming back, and those two key actors are—I mean, characters—are Kitty and Red, the parents 
they will both be back to reprise their roles. Really? And it is about how they are raising the uh, their grandkids. So the kids of no the characters from that way. Sammy show. I would like to. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I love those. Those are my two favorite, like two favorite characters in that show. Like, okay. I love that. <laughs> Hold on. I've known Jesse for a long time. Jess, I'm sorry. And <laughs> you've never seen me be this excited. No, no. I looked over and he looked like one of those build a bears from the workshop. Like he's like Inflating. hearts are coming out of his eyes. I love that. So, I love that 70s show. That was that's one of my I literally spent nights on nights on nights in high school watching that on like Nick at Night or whatever it came on, and it was just like Oh, I love that show. While we're on the so funny 1990s, I got to tell you this funny story. We ran into a friend of mine who I've known for a long time this weekend at um, Tractor Supply when we were washing our dog, and um, he was telling us that his um, his his girlfriend's kids, who are you know nine to eleven, uh, went pecking for like antiques, and they found this license plate and brought it home and said, "Hey." Derek, I found this antique license plate. And so he's like, oh, cool. I want to see it. He's thinking like 1920s or whatever. Yeah. And they hold it up and he's like, it's from the 1900s. And it was like, you know, 1999. Nice. And he's like, oh my God. I feel <laughs> no, so that's it's like from the, the 1900s. 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> that's like on our honeymoon. We went to one of those like Ripley uh, Museum things and they had this room that was like nostalgia. And I was like, oh, cool. And I turn and there's a freaking payphone. Yeah, and there's like 15 year olds <laughs> trying to use it. They're like, uh, "How do I do you do that?" I'm like, "What? Oh man, what do you mean? They're gonna put rotary phones in there, and yeah, that's crazy. That w- that reminds me of that. Where did we go, um, Chloe? There was this like antique shop or something we went into somewhere, and um, it was oh, the yeah, antique it was store. In Lawrence. And we were walking around, and we were seeing things from my childhood in this antique store. And I'm like, what? Am I that old now that I'm Chris seeing like, my crap in Chris an antique like, store? Chris goes, "Welcome." Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Is there a speaking spell? I don't know. No, I'm, there, there was, was a like, freaking VHS player, yep. a DVD player. Yep, there was some, some old player. televisions, oh, oh and God. there was uh, oh, there was like old speakers and uh, toys that I played with when I was a child. And I'm like, "What? These are antiques now?" Now we've got a what? What is it called when it's I'm like 25. pre-antique? Come on, when it's what? Pre-antique now. What's that word it's for that? It's not pre-antique. It's in H- an antique historic? store. Historic? I mean, what's pre-antique? Oh, pre-antique. Oh, you mean after antique? No, before antique. It just gets more values. Like anything after the, like no, anything if, after 2000 now is an if antique. If the VHS apparently. is antique, and what do you call something that's way before that? But like now, a laser disc or something? <laughs> anything from my generation now is, is like way before antique. But now, ant- you still you still call like a a uh, a chair from the 1800s an antique. If you just achieve antique status, there's nothing above that. Okay, good. Until you until you achieve artifact status. So in Ooh, the 3000s, in the 3000s, a VHS player is going to be an artifact of the of a thousand great. years ago. <laughs> great. Oh man. Well, I will say that um, our great great generations to come will have lots of dvds because that's literally all i have in my home so they are everywhere well um speaking of the 90s i have some britney news spears news spears (laughs) 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 some britney news spears Spears news ladies and gentlemen introducing the news of spheres (laughs) that's the that's the new segment this is the britney news sphere this is the news sphere so she is writing a book now (laughs) 
I thought she, she quit performing, right? Yes, she I has mean, said she, that she's not going to perform. They dissolved the conservatorship. Yes. And she is going to quit performing. Yes, for uh. now. She said it's not going to be, like, she hasn't declared I'm never performing ever again, <laughs> but she's not going to continue to perform in the in the way that so she no was. Las Vegas, nothing. No. She's now an author. An author of <gasps> a paranormal book about a girl who's trapped in, a, in limbo and must overcome her trauma to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so she's writing an autobiography. But... In science fiction, in science fiction, uh, yes. Oh man, I'm, I'm sure sorry, she's I'm, been I'm, working on it the entire time. She's been trapped inside. I'm still laughing at Britney um. news fears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a news fear. I'm sorry, it's just so. I funny was very to me. because the options, <laughs> like I said earlier, it was a quiz, but we didn't take the quiz because it was just information. Uh, sure. But the option, one of the options was, you know, an autobiography about her experience, and I was like, yeah, that's a good choice. Click no. So like she's like trapped in limbo. Yeah, she's writing oh. about her life, but in a scientific, scientific, science fiction type. That's interesting, way. though, because because the uh, the idea of limbo is really interesting. Um, maybe that's Wombo. just the perspective that she's gained. Like maybe she's yeah. looking at her life from an outside, saying this has got to be on another planet. What's happening here? Yeah. Anyway, so you have a quiz. Oh yeah, I have a quiz. I I'm found ex- a really I fun love quiz. Quizzes. I'm excited. Um, so can you tell me? This isn't a part of the quiz but this is just introducing it. Can you tell me who says, all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, oh gosh. What's his name? <laughs> oh my gosh. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, I, I could see his face in my head, but that I couldn't cover his name. Yeah. Yes. So, Matthew. um, this is a quiz of who said it, Yogi, uh, bear or Matthew McConaughey. All right. Okay. Matthew Mahanacon. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. It Yogi says, Bear. It says Yogi. Okay. It says Yogi Berra, but I think he Yogi, means. No, Yogi is that what Berra is? is. Yeah, that's okay. a baseball player. What? Are you <laughs> no serious? Yeah. You're thinking that Yogi Berra is that thing? You think like the Oh honey? my gosh. No, Yogi Berra. B E R R A. Oh, okay. Oh. Is that how it's spelled? B E R R A? That's a baseball player. I'm and sorry. I don't know nothing about baseball. Wow. I apologize. So this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find a different quiz then because that doesn't relate to me uh, other than Matthew McConaughey. Geez. Did Yogi Bear say it? Oh, I Yogi. thought for sure like this Yogi is going to be picnic easy. Basket. Yeah. If you catch the ball with a picnic basket, it'll be a free home run. I don't know if we're going to be bros after this. about honey living in the forest and the other one are movie quotes. I'm going to do good at this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I was like, why the heck would Yogi Bear say some inspirational thing like that? Oh, this oh, is great. Yogi oh Bear. I hate you both. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's awesome. Can I get a hot dog, a boy? <laughs> hey, I'm a bull. See, there we go. I would have guessed that. I mean, that's straight up Matthew McConaughey. um, I have extended my life with laughter at least three years today. This is so funny. We are now we're gonna we're gonna do a different new quiz quiz. because I don't even know who Yogi Berra is, but he sounds like Yogi Bear. misspelled this quiz <laughs> i looked at it <laughs> who makes these things i looked at it very quickly before we started yogi Berra. <laughs> okay oh, so, you better give me a home run buddy i hate you both <laughs> so we're gonna do a scary movie quiz oh, okay good man. now we're since talking. it's halloween time yes spooky season is here i don't know how good this quiz is gonna be but we're gonna find out here in a minute. jason versus fred Yee. which actor <laughs> made oh yeah this is gonna be way too hard sorry 
This yeah, is we're really not a we're fail. not being serious quizzes here. Hey, I, I like the Yogi Bear quiz. It's Let's go back October. to that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's October, so we need to do some Halloween themed okay. stuff. Okay, and we Give have a special, actually, a special episode coming up. We don't want to tell much about it, but we have a special guest coming up that's going to mm. be uh, Halloween related. Yeah. Yeah. But for now, we'll do a Halloween or a scary movie quiz. I'm I'm all about that. I love scary well, movies. Well, one we second. Just, we may just need to like push it off to the next one. You know, that way we can. I, I think the Yogi Bear quiz that uh, really messed up our took juju. up the whole flow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love Halloween though. My my grandmother when I was growing up, we um we were like video store junkies, and mm. she loved horror movies, and so did I. And and we would like it was our thing. Like when 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 she would pick me up from school, we would go to every little home. And, and back in my day, the in the antique time, um, they Gosh, had I these, went to home video stores. They, they had these too. at the market now, where you get gas and co- there was like they would have racks of VHS tapes inside, and you could rent movies. Oh, at, really? At, at the, out at of the, the gas, gas station? station? Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. That definitely was not my time. And so, like, we went to every place in our town and the next town over, and renting every horror movie that we could find and watched. And that's one of the, the best memories I have of my grandmother, rest her soul. Mm-hmm. So we watched every like janky, every every crappy made, but every great made horror yeah. movie I think it's ever been ever been out there. I will say there was a time in college when I was having a really rough spell for a long time. It was before Jess and I met. And one of the only things that really got me through was that it was right when it the first it came out, like the reboot. That was such a good movie. And uh I couldn't like it was in theaters. So like I'm a person, I watch a movie over and over and over again. And I didn't, I, I was at a school where the closest movie theater was like 35 minutes away. And I was like, I can't spend money to go. But I was like, Hey, they have this one online from like the nineties that looks cool. <laughs> and I could probably quote that entire thing, but that, that got me through that little spell. And maybe yeah. it, it got me through that, but I hate scary movies. I also fun fact, I hate clowns, but I like it. Yep. It's yeah. a good story. Like it's uh, that's why I like it. It's I, a good story, and yeah, it's scary, but it's more about the kids than it is about the scariness yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not. I in college, I, um, I got to uh, produce a produce film shoot, edit a little horror movie, and it actually turned out pretty good. It was very very B movie esque, but I enjoyed it, and it, I think it's pretty it's pretty cool. And did but, you yeah. know um, this past weekend in Lebanon was the uh, macabre horror movie film fest? No, I think it was three days at the um, uh, the Capitol movie, or the Capitol Theater. So you in had downtown like peop- people made movies and submitted them, or independent filmmakers. Um, oh. And it was a three day, and they had hundreds of uh, indie horror films, and they were it was it was judged, uh, and it was a three day horror movie film fest called the oh, Macabre. Darn. Yeah, should yeah, have no. submitted that one. That would have been good. There's definitely some errors in there, but yeah, it is. It's we had to, it was it was filmed. Edited and and or it was written in like and, a day and finished in two weeks. Like they asked me to help, and then it was just like we have two weeks before we have to turn this assignment in. I was like, oh well, we better get started then. Well, yeah. they wrote that script in like a day. They didn't write the script. They had like notes, and then they just made up the dialogue. Just wing it. You know the best way to do horror films if you're doing it independent, you need a camera and about sixty gallons of blood, and that's it. You yeah. know, we didn't use any blood. Everywhere. We used we didn't lights. Use any blood or nice. we used yeah. lights and we used special effects. Yep. Yeah, the hours of me on Adobe uh, Premiere and and uh, After Effects editing the crap out of that thing, sleepless nights for like a week, and turned out okay. I think it turned out okay. So. Nice. Anyway, well, I think we're running out of time, aren't we, Chris? It, it has been a very fun hour. We yes, have covered a lot of Laughed stuff. Laughed a lot. Um, yeah, you know what is so good to laugh? Laughter yeah. is the best medicine. Yeah, I agree. 
So. Uh, wow. Well, we're going to sign off, uh, reminding you to love each other, uh, love your neighbor. These are tough times. Yep. It is. Stick together. And uh, remember, I always do your research whenever you're you know, listening to the news or researching articles. Um, it means a lot to do your research. So, And yep. don't fall into the Britney news sphere. No, don't fall into the Britney news sphere. That's a very, very dark place. Let's very shoot dark us place. and watch Squid Game. Shoot us an email. I'm Chris at stillloveyebro.com. Jess, J E S S E, at stillloveyebro.com with a Y A. And Chloe, C H L O E, at stillloveyebro.com. We have social media. Go like us there Facebook, YouTube, or not YouTube, Instagram. We have all kinds of other things, don't we? Um, we have, uh, do we have an Instagram? Facebook. We, yeah, have we have a Facebook. Facebook. Okay. I thought we had an Instagram. Yeah, we are not social media, uh, gurus. We have Facebook. I'm um, definitely not. Um, you know, the main thing is our podcast. This yeah. is where you find our information, but we have a, we have a Facebook. We, we got have a, website a website that you can go to still love your Continue to check the, uh, Facebook, uh, for updates on Gabby Petito. I know that we are behind when you get to listen to the episode. So we'll be posting throughout the week so you can get caught up. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to Grant and the studio for producing this show. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next time. Bye.